Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode two of the Smart Cities Chronicles, your premier podcast for everything in smart cities action and investment. My name is Adam Beck, the host of the Chronicles. Uh, and for those that uh, are back listening to our second episode, thanks for joining us. For those that are just listening in for the first time, uh, make sure you go to our platforms across uh, Apple iTunes, the podcasts, uh, Spotify, and SoundCloud to subscribe and listen in to both past and, of course, also future episodes. I alluded in uh, our introduction uh, episode um, uh, the smart cities definition and the idea of smart cities, and I loosely touched on it. And really, what I wanted to do is is kind of get that one out of the way. Uh, I wanted to deal with it. Um, record a podcast myself uh, so you'll, you'll be listening just to myself today um, but also to set some important context because a lot of this as I've come to learn over the uh, the many years I've been involved in cities more broadly um, mindset can be a very powerful player uh, for both good and bad so um, as much as I hate discussing and talking about definitions. Definitions are important. Words are also important, but I think they need to be important in the right context. Um, and so we're going we're gonna to discuss the idea of the smart city in this session. Um, and I'm going to probably let you down a little bit and, and start, off, uh, start off with the Smart City Council's definition and journey of this concept. Um, and it goes back to 2013 when we spent about a year writing the Smart Cities Readiness Guide. Um, that is a 400-page resource document that we published in late 2013. Um, it is and has been um, uh, described as one of the world's first comprehensive handbooks for government around smart cities. Um, and you can download it from our website, smartcitiescouncil.com. We've both got a... Uh, an online web version, but also a downloadable PDF. In that document, we start, uh, start up early. Page nine, uh, we get straight into uh, a short, sharp discussion around the definition of a smart city. Uh, we, put, uh, we put it out there that the smart city is, uh, is one that uses information and communication technology to enhance its livability, workability, and sustainability. Um, and I like to sort of truncate that and shorten it even further to tech and data for good. Um, and I still use that definition today. Um, so go back in the timeline there. So 2013 in some ways uh, is quite early on in the Smart Cities agenda. For those that are listening in, in Australia and New Zealand, um, I think if I use national government policy as a bit of a, a marker, um, this agenda is, you know, two to three years old uh, in the region here. Um, I certainly acknowledge that uh, other private sector entities, other organisations have been advancing smart cities like thinking and investment for quite some time in the region here. And then, of course, globally, uh, it's been underway for, for quite some time in, in Europe and other places. But generally speaking, 2013 in the in the context of the Smart Cities Readiness Guide that we prepared, 2013 is is quite early on, um, and I'm you know I'm I'm quite um, proud of the fact that 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 that, <clears throat> that early work and that definition um, that we that we presented to the world back in 2013 still remains pretty solid today. So tech and data for good. Um, I like to refer to smart cities as. 
But I'd like to also um, highlight the fact that smart cities has two words in it, smart and cities. And I think as I've observed over the, I suppose, the last 24 or so months, um, there is at times a fundamental lack of uh, acknowledgement and understanding that that second word, cities, um, you know, is at the heart of the smart cities idea. Um, both of the words are smart and cities. And I think when I look at those that are not convinced about smart cities, those that uh, are not keen on the term, those that um, feel that it's all about technology, indeed, I can sort of, I think, see now that, you know, that smart part of the two words has obviously gotten a lot more, uh, a lot more prominence than, uh, than the other word, which is cities. And of course, cities is a, is a word that's been around for a long time, uh, encapsulating systems and processes of, of physical things, economic things. Um, I don't need to go into detail around the definition of a city, but I, I, I like to highlight to people that, um, that the smart city uh, and that idea of smart cities, there are two really important words in there. And I think sometimes it's the, it's the um, it's the misbalance potentially of the dialogue uh, of of the, the coverage of issues that potentially skews people's thinking or misinterpretation. Um, so that was uh, that was a point I wanted to highlight. I also want to highlight that when the Smart City Council talks about smart cities, we we kind of talk about them with a small s and a small c, particularly around city. Um, I know that there can be very, uh, you know, very polarizing views around smart cities, particularly from people from regions and rural areas uh, and, and coming from Australia. And indeed, in our region here in New Zealand, we have uh, certainly uh, substantial populations, uh, significant economic contribution coming from rural and regional areas. Uh, and they, uh, they certainly need to be at the table um, and have uh, as equal opportunity to embrace technology and data to help them uh, advance their sustainability outcomes. Um, so we like we like to use the idea of, of smart city with a capital uh, with a small c on city. Um, it's scale neutral. Uh, we refer to city as as geography neutral. Um, we talk about the smart city idea or the process or the approach applying to projects. Uh, individual development sites. We have smart buildings. We have smart precincts. Um, our our, our um, horizontal infrastructure, road, rail, treatment plants, um, embracing significant um, a significant amount of of solutions. Uh, you know, in, indeed, ad tech has, has been a major uh, catalyst for uh, economic uh, enhancement in Australia and in and in New Zealand. The Internet of Things is powering. Uh, a new wave of management of agricultural and rural operations. So um, I, I certainly want to make sure that when you hear the Smart Cities Council and myself talk about smart cities, uh, it is scale neutral. It is geography neutral. Yes, it's big urban central cities, but equally rural and regional areas as well. So um, I thought it was important that we uh, that we highlight that. Um, we can all do the... The, the Googling of smart city definition and thousands upon thousands of definitions will come up. Um, and, you know, that was no different to the sustainability agenda. And I was very close to that agenda for about 15 years, uh, both here in Australia, but also globally when I was working in the private sector. Um, and I saw what happened with the continual 
obsession with wanting to redefine sustainability. Um, there was a core resource and also moment in time where I felt, and I think many others felt, that um, the definition was made and it was put to bed um, at the Rio Earth Summit uh, in 1992. And the, uh, the report and the document that articulated that definition, the Brundtland Report, um, clearly stated what the idea of sustainability sort of embraced. And then what we saw for a good 10, 15, 20 years is, um, is national governments, um, practitioners, companies continually wanting to redefine and redefine that idea. Uh, a lot of the time it was around competitive advantage as to why they were doing it. Um, other, other reasons from government perspectives, they wanted to put their touch on it, you know, what their definition was. And I think we have been seeing a bit of that with smart cities as well over the past 24 months here in Australia. Um, we're starting to see a lot of definitions come from different places, which I think still have some of the core common elements in it. Technology is, is in there in some, in some way, shape or form. Reference to some outcome-related issues, whether it be livability, vibrancy, economic you know, productivity, um, but I do, I, do want, I do want to caution us to, to not necessarily get distracted on that, on that sort of redefining of the idea of the smart city, um, which is certainly happening because I think if we're generally on the same page um, and, you know, tech and data for good, which is, you know, sort of the definition that we use at the council, you know, tech and data for good, I think, um, encapsulates a lot of what the redefinitions are trying to achieve, but we are seeing different sectors, um, you know, non-technology sectors, non-city shaping or city building sectors certainly contribute to the dialogue, um, which is essential. Um, however, I do, I do see from time to time, particularly from um, uh, some of my friends in the, in the urban planning, uh, uh, architecture, urban design, realm um this need to include words around human centered needs you know smart cities need to be walkable for example um and no one would argue that at all however i would say that um smart cities and the idea and the approach and the movement um is, is not necessarily here now to repair um, the, the poor city planning and city making that we've been doing for decades. Um, smart cities is not necessarily here to repair, um, you know, suburban sprawl, um, which is resulting in obesity, you know, higher single vehicle, vehicle occupancy trips, um, lack of mixed use and vibrancy and services to communities. So um, trying to introduce a whole range of other terms in the smart city definition because whether it's people don't like the idea of technology or they want it to be more around more holistic city shaping and city building, I can certainly see the temptation there. Um, now, that, those comments that I've just expressed, of course, are, are my views. Um, I, also, I also am, am very, uh, very firm on the idea that um, the starting point for smart cities is that we need good cities to start with. Um, and when I say good and how I define good um, is, is, is flexible and varied, um, but we have, uh, we have decades uh, of 
literature, research, um, case studies and examples of how to plan and design and build, you know, good cities, sustainable cities, uh, which cut across a whole range of verticals, whether that be, um, uh, you know, public transport, uh, water and waste management, uh, so on and so forth. So there, there are, uh, there are certainly agendas and um, processes and professions uh, whose job is to make sure that we plan and design and build the best cities as possible. What we have with the Smart Cities Agenda now is the opportunity to take it even further, uh, to supercharge the good outcomes that we're trying to achieve with cities and the services that we provide our citizens by using technology and data. Um, and technology and data, of course, has been around for a long time, um, but the, the, the rate of change, uh, the availability and the, and the, the, the number, the quantum uh, of, of, solu of solutions that are available are, of course, now quite significant. Um, and it's happening at a, a rate of change that many of us uh, are struggling to keep up with. So the idea of smart cities is, is making sure that we uh, we're very clear on our outcomes. Uh, it needs context. The smart city fails without context. And that's why we like to um, use those three core words in our definition, uh, which is livability, workability, and sustainability. And every city, smart or not, should be aspiring to outcomes such as livability and sustainability. What we now have is the opportunity uh, is to embrace uh, technology and data solutions that are meaningful to the organisation investing in that approach uh, and making sure that it, uh, it helps, uh, as I often refer to, helps accelerate those, those outcomes, that purpose, who it wants to be, what it wants to achieve. Um, so I think for at least the next sort of two to three years, we're still going to see uh, a lot more bumping up against each other as more and more sectors and professions engage in smart cities, which, um, uh, which I'll clearly state is a, is a fantastic outcome and we need to need to make sure that happens um, but we also need to make sure that we focus focus on the, on the meaningful things um, and unfortunately um, with the interweb um, there's there's a lot of material that can go up and does go up at any time with people expressing certain views just like I'm expressing views now in this podcast um, but I always encourage people um, to make sure that they're their feed, their social media feed, their news feed has good balanced smart cities dialogue and content coming through. Um, if all that we view smart cities as is being, you know, cameras and data and your personal information and, um, you know, lack of security and safety, which are all very important issues, um, that is only one part of a broader sort of smart cities dialogue. It's not all about drones delivering pizzas or autonomous vehicles. Um, it's about the simple sort of camera and software analytics out in rural Victoria that's monitoring the level of ice, you know, on a rural highway to make sure that people uh, don't kill themselves uh, in, uh, in bad weather conditions. Um, and there's a whole plethora of case studies and examples of where smart cities technology and data solutions are totally focused around whether it be saving people's lives, helping people um, alleviate poverty and homelessness, 
lifting people up and creating opportunity. Um, those case studies are out there. Those examples are out there. Those solutions are out there. Um, so I want to make sure and encourage everyone to have a good balanced media feed coming into your screen on a daily basis. There are some, some great um, sources, uh, balanced sources um, that not only sort of showcase, you know, the really great things that are going on, but also critically analyze and question those things that we need to make sure we keep a, a close eye on. Uh, and in future episodes of the podcast, we'll certainly touch on some of those sources, but also uh, uh, interview some of the people that are behind those uh, behind those resources as well. So um, for me, um, episode two, just wrapping up um, Smart Cities definitions, Smart Cities, the idea, the context, the approach. Um, I'm, a, I'm a keep it simple kind of guy because I've been through this before with the sustainability agenda. Um, we took too long uh, for... Uh, crazy reasons of redefining this concept over and over again. And we lost momentum. We lost pace, I think, at times. Uh, I think we are, um, particularly through, uh, through climate change as a key strategic agenda, certainly gathering significant momentum, but still with a lot of work to do. Um, I don't, I don't want to see the smart city idea be redefined for the next 10, 15 years um, because we're on the clock. Uh, we've got a lot of challenges that we need to overcome urgently, uh, and I don't think we can afford to um, to get distracted. I think f from definitions. Um, I like to go back to international or um, some definitions that represent some sort of um, national level uh, sort of reference. Um, two in particular uh, that I like, which I want to leave you with, uh, not only the Smart Cities Council, one that I, uh, I opened up with in this podcast, but um, if we go back in time again in 2014, early 2014, so you know, five years ago almost now, um, the British Standards Institution in the UK released a document, um, very sort of geeky technical title, PAS 180, so that's P-A-S, 180. Um, that's a publication from BSI around smart cities vocabulary. So I like to go back to sort of key resource documents, national documents and international documents like that, that have, um, uh, that have put out, um, uh, put out terminology and, and, and concepts. Um, and of course, since, since that work of, uh, of BSI in developing not only the vocabulary that they released in 2014, but a number of other subsequent documents uh, around smart city strategy. Um, there's, there's, there's been the sort of evolution or the 2.0 of that coming through in the international standard um, and a document released last year, ISO 37106, um, which is uh, an international standard for guidance on establishing smart city operating models for sustainable communities. Um, you know, very good national and international reference documents that have gone through rigorous processes uh, to define smart cities. Um, and, you know, one to two sentences long, embracing, uh, embracing certainly the, um, the intent of the Smart City Council definition back in 2013 of technology and data really working to help uh, advance outcomes for communities across sustainability and livability spectrums. 
um, you know, I, th I think I think we're generally on the same page. Uh, I think we will continue to go through those moments in time where we feel, f for reasons of competitive advantage or otherwise, that we need to redefine it or introduce new words. That's fine. That'll happen. Um, I, th I think we're, we're getting closer to being on the same page. When we do, that becomes a very powerful thing, and that's another reason why I like to keep it simple. Uh, keep it focused. Um, smart cities needs to be grounded in context. It needs to uh, be an outcomes-driven uh, agenda. Um, and then, really, uh, you know, the, the the challenge then becomes what are, what are those technology and data enablers um, that that can then be um, used uh, to accelerate those outcomes. And of course, that's where it's going to be different uh, from one organisation to the next, from one city and region to the next. Uh, and um, and that, of course, is one of the challenges, but uh, allows allows us to make sure that this agenda is um, is outcomes driven. Um, it's always been about people. It always has been. So for those that are that are that are really conscious of it being a human centred agenda, it's always been about people. Way back, you know, 10, 13 years ago, those very first te technological solutions were always about mitigating. Um, flooding harming communities, whether it be waste management, uh, and indeed e-health was was one of the early um, early sort of you know verticals within the smart cities agenda. So it's always been about people. I think we've lost a little bit of the, I suppose, the messaging along the way. Um, but I am very confident when I see and when I talk to municipalities, big and small around the world, who are embracing this idea that technology and data can really help them. Um, that gives me a lot of confidence. So I'm going to bring a wrap. Uh, I'll close episode two there of the Smart Cities Chronicles. Thanks for listening to me. Um, I hope that wasn't uh, I hope that wasn't too um, too nerdy or too boring. Um, it's uh, it's a it's an ever evolving agenda. Um, I'm a cities person. Uh, I'm not a technology person. Uh, however, as a cities person focused on sustainability, the power in which I see the opportunity coming from embracing technology and data solutions to help us be the best we can be, I think that's uh, that's really exciting. And I think certainly um, the next sort of generation of opportunity coming uh, to countries and nations and regions all around the world in the next uh, decade or two. So until, uh, until the next episode of the Smart Cities Chronicles, thanks uh, so much for listening in. Remember, you can subscribe to the podcast uh, on our platforms, um, Apple iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. You can also email us, uh, give us some feedback, uh, suggest uh, topics or other issues. The email address is chronicles at anz.smartcitiescouncil.com. And until next time, keep well.